You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're discussing director Luke Besson and his newest sci-fi epic, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. You no trouble. Me, fifth element. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Brian. With me here tonight, Mr. Wahid Al-Khalazmi. Hello, hello. Uh, and we are going to talk about uh, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Um, but first, we are going to, I guess, just roll back here and take a look at uh, the director, Luke Besson's uh, filmography, or just talk about some of his movies that we've enjoyed. Where do you want to start, buddy? Well, <laughs> I mean, what, you what know, was the first, what was the first, what was your first exposure to Luke Besson? Uh, the Professional. The professional was definitely like, whoa, what? Who is this? What is this? Amazing. I think I was like 13, 14 when I saw it. Um, I mean, I saw it late. I didn't see it when it came out or anything like that. I definitely saw it. You know, one of those things, you're walking down Blockbuster and, you know, you get into the, uh, I guess at the time they put it in like foreign action films genre, but I'm like, it's not really a foreign film. What, the professional? Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. So that was. Yeah, that was, no, that, that, yeah. I didn't even know that that was uh, foreign for a long time. I just thought that was an American movie. Yeah, you know, same here. I was just like, uh, why did they? Why did they have a French guy cast it in there? It's kind of weird. But uh, yeah, man, loved it. Um, yeah. the, and the, we have to do a podcast about the professional by itself, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that that that's probably my favorite of his films, though. Yeah, and then you know, then you get into like, oh well, he did the L, you know, the Fifth Element, and and then he did. Um, What's what's the uh, La Femme Nikita? Oh yeah, La Femme Nikita is that's probably how I first found out about Luke Besson and yeah, not, yeah. didn't know about it, you know, yeah. at, at the time because um, I remember that was one of the first. I think that was the only French actually at French action movie I ever remember seeing as a kid. You know, man, I just remember that chick was so hot. I'm like, damn, yeah, that's, that's the good casting right there. That's what a good director does. <laughs> She was in that uh, John Landis movie, Innocent Blood. Have you have you ever seen that? Nah. It's like uh-huh. his vampire version of um, American Werewolf in London. Oh, okay. It's the mob in a vampire. Anyway, but she's in that. And um, they remade, they remade um, La Femme Nikita 
uh, with Bridget Fonda, the uh, Point of No Return. Yeah, yeah. And that's actually when I found out about La Femme Nikita. Oh, uh, okay. So you saw you saw the American version first. Uh, I don't know which one I saw first. To okay. be honest with you. Yeah, I saw them about around, around the same time. Well, what's 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 your favorite movie of his? Because I mean, you know, the guy is. I mean, he's a writer, he's a director, he's a producer. I mean, uh, he's kind of like the Steven Spielberg of Europe, you know? Yeah, he did just get sued by John Carpenter not too long ago for that lockout movie. <laughs> yeah, it's still, uh, you know, I mean, you know, you haven't made it in this business till you got sued, right? <laughs> so Luke Besson yeah, just finally made it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he, he didn't direct lockout. He, he wrote that, but yeah, that, that wasn't too... He writes a lot of shit, man. He wrote the fucking uh, the Transporter series. Yeah. Uh, the character, at least, you know, for uh, the the first film, the Jason Statham stuff. Um, yeah, he mostly just writes action movies. Yeah, man, he's like in his his formula, like you know, they're just like uh, like one one long first act, a, two, a second short act, and a even shorter third act, and that's it. That's that's what the film is. It's very Eurocentric action films. I don't know, man. He's cool, dude. Like his his, you know, to me, to me, I love his shit. So he, he's definitely a prolific director. Yeah, I, I could definitely see where a lot of people like they lump him in like that uh, that Tony Scott category where it's style over substance. Yeah, yeah. I, There's I, nothing I, wrong with that. You need directors like that too, I, man. I, I can see that a little bit. Yeah, they they can't all be like you know very like deep thought provoking directors in movies, and it'll just be boring, man. He does. He does have a nice visual flair, and yeah. you know when he, when he's working with good actors, like I, I think everybody in the professional is great. Yeah, dude. I mean, you know, we're talking about working with good actors because we're going to talk about that when we get to Valerian. But <laughs> uh, you know, uh, the 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 Fifth Element that was that was a perfect case of dude. You hired the right talent, and whether your script was fantastic and solid or not, um, as long as you're building that universe, it's just they're going to deliver, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, and the fifth element. I mean, like we have to do another podcast about that by itself, too, man. Yeah, no, they do. The fifth, fifth element's really good. Like, yeah. I mean, Mila it's Jolovich sh- it's, kind it, of made it for that. Yeah, no shit, right? Yeah, as as Lilu or whatever. Yeah. I forget what her name is. I think is it Lilu? I think it is. It's yeah. something like that. But yeah, Lilu, Lilu, <laughs> whatever. Uh, Lilu Dallas multipass. <laughs> you know, like all of that. Uh, Big bada boom. Yeah, dude, she she makes the movie and. She actually has pretty good chemistry with Bruce Willis. Yeah, man. No, I mean, it, hey, you know, it's it's in it's in your show open. And I'm surprised you have not made it uh, made a podcast about it yet. You know, baby steps, man. We're you know, you, know, you, you got to save the greats. I know. Not, not that I would consider that great. That's just a. a it really is good a great movie. movie, man. Shut up. It is a great movie. Yes, the makeup can get a little hokey every now and then with the creature designs, but all right, you know what the fuck? It was a fantastic film. Yeah, it it, it does have a couple of problems here and there, like you know, just like the. Like the blue alien opera singer. Yo, dude, that's that's his, you know, that's his Milos Forman uh, Amadeus tribute, man. Come on. It's just kind of bizarre. No, it's awesome. And it, then it, you, it, it breaks into, it gets hip-hop It has to be a Luke Besson. You have to have one bizarre scene in a Luke Besson film or else it's not a fucking Luke Besson film, man. Like Lucy, for example, that bizarre scene was at the very end of the film when she turned into a fucking USB thumb drive, you know? Like... <laughs> You know, so like he he's he's learning to put that quirky like the quirky thing like at the very end now. You know, just like with Valerian too. You know, but uh, oh poor Lucy. Yeah, yeah. hey, you know, Lucy was not was not that bad. No, no, no. It it, it wasn't that bad. It was it was not bad at all. It it was just okay. Yeah, know? but the the fifth element, man, it it does have like you know. 
man. I don't know. Going back and looking at it now, like it, it recently just came out in 4K, and I went back. I was so excited. I was like, oh, I want to go back and watch the fifth moment in 4K. This is going to be great. Um, man, I was really impressed with how well the special effects hold up. But, dude, just some of the costumes that the people right. are wearing, it they just look kind of 90s. It is, first it, of all. It's made like in future, the 90s. It's future 90s. <laughs> yeah, it is future 90s. It's made in the 90s. All it's right. It's kind of weird. By a French 90s team. All right. And sometimes things are, you know, better left alone. You know, that, that was. You should not have seen that in 4K. You know, 1080 is just more than <laughs> adequate for that film. You just keep the memory of that, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not terrible. It, it does. It just. It stuck out a little bit. I don't feel that way about um, the costumes in, in in all his films. Yeah, I mean, like you know, the costumes in this film, Valerian, were kind of good, and then got a really fucking goofy. Like, well, why is dude but- wearing Hawaiian shirt six hundred years in the future? That still is a thing. What the fuck? How does that work? <laughs> no, that that that's awesome. But I mean, dude, I don't no, know. Like, not. I don't think those costumes are gonna. I don't feel like the costumes in Valerian are going to date, or maybe I just can't, maybe I'm just in the moment. No, you're very much in the moment, and, yeah, I, and yeah, I can't see. But no, that film is already dated. What really? Yeah, you feel like yeah. It's already dated? I mean, you know, the, the know. graphics and CGI were fantastic, but uh, yeah, now that that film, it was like it was like the European Avatar version of a space odyssey mission i don't know it was just i don't know how to fucking describe that film when do you want to get into it because well, i have well, a lot to say about that film i mean have you, have you seen some of luke Besson's um some of his stuff from the latter half of his career outside of valerian like have you seen the family with robert de niro and michelle pfeiffer i have not no no no. yeah i haven't seen that either i was yeah. gonna ask you if that was any good no i have not maybe we should sit down and watch it. it it sounds okay i'm sure i'm sure it's a fine fun movie it has michelle pfeiffer I don't know. Yeah, I still it's got a good cast. Yeah, you I still know, have the hospital Michelle Pfeiffer, man. Yeah, it's reasons like eh, maybe I should check it out. You got you got the super hard on. What? No, dude, for- I'm, <laughs> I, I am I am a super hard on for uh, Luke Besson. I mean, I'm not like you know a, a, I'm a fanboy, but not like Christopher Nolan level fanboy. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, oh, but yeah, no, I, I love I all you. his shit, man. No, his he is really one amazing prolific director uh, and writer. And, you know, I mean, he writes more than he directs. I don't know how he has the time. And he runs a fucking studio. That guy's, like, major badass, you know? Since you're, you're itching to get into Valerian, you, um, you, you, want, you want to take a break? We'll play the trailer for Valerian, and uh, when we come back, we'll just get into the spoiler-filled discussion of the movie? Yeah, I mean, we can do that. I mean, if you want, if you want me to hit up, I, I, I can talk about The Professional for hours, but I just, I, I'm, I'm purposefully not going into it because I want you to do a podcast about The Professional, and I want you to do a podcast about The Fifth Element, and I want to do those. Oh, man, being held hostage here. Yeah, man. Well, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do a little uh, survey at the end of the show and get your audience to determine. What, uh, between The profes- professional, professional and, and The yeah, Fifth Element? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, Dude, yeah. that's a hard. That's a hard. That's a hard choice. Hey man, let the audience make their choice, and then we'll we'll give them a heartfelt podcast. You know, I, the, the thing about the Fifth Element, I think that kind of holds it back just a little bit from from hitting that like goofy masterpiece level. Is is Chris Tucker really gets on my nerves after just a little bit in that film? I know, but I actually love the shit out of Chris Tucker's performance. Man, I like Chris Tucker. I think he's a funny guy. He's totally funny. He's he's great. In that movie, though, he is so high pitched. It does like when he's screaming. Well, he was going for that ambiguous, you know, am I am I a female character? Or am I a male character? Thing, you know. Oh, dude, it's just so yeah. oh, it's so high pitched. It's yeah, mm, yeah it's, it's a little nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. A little, little tough to get through the end of that movie. You know, he, he was funny when I was thirteen. 
<laughs> but you know, the, the professional. I think I, I do think I think it's Luke Besson's best movie. And uh, well, I mean the ca- the cast in that. Come on, I dude, Why wasn't Gary Oldman and Valerian? I mean, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> did him and Gary Oldman have a falling out or something? I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think they did what two two movies together. Yeah, they did at least yeah. the professional and Fifth Element. The Fifth Element, yeah. yeah. So that that's it. You know, I mean, you know, Gary Oldman. It's like fuck, man. I'm like I'm in Batman movies now. I don't I don't do Euro trash films. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he is so over the top, like like scenery chewing, awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, professional. Yeah. Uh, listening to Mozart and shooting up. Uh, People in their hotel, uh, their well, in their apartment building. Yeah, no, yeah. There's, there's just so many fucking good visual scenes in that too. Like especially the cops ordering McDonald's <laughs> in the chase scene with the hovers, you know, with the hover taxis. Uh, that was fucking fantastic. Three hundred, eight hundred years in the future, we're still gonna have. You know, a little chubby you, you know, that, police that, officers doing takeout from McDonald's. That, that's exactly right. It's not going to be anything like Blade Runner. It's, there's not going to be geishas. There's not going to be Coca-Cola. It's like, no, uh, it's McDonald's. It's McDonald's, man. We have flying cars, but we still have drive through <laughs> From McDonald's. Uh, that's what's going to happen. All right. Okay. So, yeah, let, let's take a break. Uh, let's play the trailer for Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. And when we come back, we'll be in a spoiler-filled discussion. This mission is a simple in and out. Agent Valerian, you'll be running solo. I only work with my partner. Hi. We're a team. Let's go. You're running nearly 20 minutes late. Yeah, well, time flies when you're having fun. Welcome to Alpha. The city of a thousand planets. Where for hundreds of years, every species has shared their knowledge and their intelligence with each other. It's paradise. Amazing. After centuries of peace and prosperity, an unknown force wants to destroy all we have created. Agents Valerian and Laureline, you have less than 10 hours to find the threat and eliminate it. Let's get to work. And we're back. That was the trailer for Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. What a mouthful of a title. Uh, based on the French comic, Valerian and Loreline. Why did they drop the uh, female's name? Uh, I don't know, man. Misogyny? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, just simplicity? Uh, I don't know. Simplicity, my ass. It's a much longer fucking title at that point. Valerian and blah, 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 blah. Uh, it, it, does ha- it does have a long title. What are you going to do? Mm. Um, yeah, movie did uh, did not open very well. Uh, we we briefly mentioned you know Lucy. Lucy was a real big box office hit. Luke Besson was coming off that. Yeah, um, of course. You know, I mean, it had uh, you know Scarlett Johansson in it. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fantastically big. She's amazing. The Black Widow. Yes. I don't know the the, the story how Luke Besson put the budget together is, is pretty cool. He went around and independently 
finance the movie. Yeah, man. Uh, fucking expensive too. What was the budget on this? Like a hundred and. I, you know, they say 177, but I've seen like reports of 200 million. Damn, that's insane. He's 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 putting uh, some major directors to shame here. Budget was 177, says uh, Box Office Mojo, and it pulled in 225 million dollars worldwide. Yeah, but domestically, how much in the U.S.? 40 million. Yeah, man. I don't know. I mean, that was look. I can tell you as a as a as a former foreigner. <laughs> <laughs> that lives in the U.S. <laughs> that is definitely not a U.S.-made film. That That's not, you know, that's not uh I mean, like, Lucy and Transporter, those are like, you know, like, lucky hits, you know, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, no, this is definitely more more for the, like, the rest of the world kind of audience. Oh, yeah. he, and he got American, uh, he got American actors for <laughs> a European movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To make, I guess, I guess to I make mean, it more profitable. It, it, it worked with him a couple of times, you know. I mean, it worked with Scarlett Johansson. It worked with Bruce Willis, you know. I mean, yeah. because again, they, both big name actors. Uh, he discovered Natalie Portman, you know. Gave us, gave the world that. Uh, but yeah, man, this I don't know, man. This film. I mean, if if we are getting into it, you know, we have to give the people quick plot line of what this film is about. But oh I, my god, I, th- I think this, <laughs> I think this film. I think this film would have benefited from a better lead actor, and I like I like the guy. What's his name again? Uh, Dane DeHaan. Dane DeHaan. Like I like Plays him. Valerian. Yeah, he was he was in what's that Jake Tank film? The first one that they Chronicle. Uh, Chronicle, right? Yeah. So I mean, he was fantastic in that. He was fantastic in the place in between the pines or whatever it is with Ryan Gosling. Oh, I haven't seen that. That yeah. good? Oh, dude, yeah, it's such a great fucking movie. All right, okay, I have uh, to check it out. Yeah, he was he's he's actually a good actor, but man, he is not a leading man. Um, charisma, uh, action kind of a film actor. Do you know what I'm saying? He's actually like more of a dramatic kind of a like very grounded. Yeah, I, I think that's what this film really suffered from is just bad casting. Well, do you see Cure for Wellness? I have not. I I know I have the Blu-ray from you, but I have not watched it yet. No. Oh man, yeah. Okay, so he he was in that. I think it came yeah. out um, the same year. Yeah, I and it I, came out was that a dramatic? Uh yeah it's yeah it's like a it's a thriller yeah you see that, that he's he's much better at that you know he's got the face for that you know he's got the charisma for that he's not yeah, he's, he's not Bruce Willis you know he's not he's not good at like you know running from fucking aliens and making it look good <laughs> yeah he is a little miscast it, dude it, 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 I, the thing that it, it really doesn't work for me is he's he's supposed to be this huge ladies man no and he's not man he's got a baby face like who the fuck sleeps with that you know like I don't know like cougars and pedophiles but like you know is it wrong of me but does he kind of look like a serial killer too at the same he time? does yeah I mean, like, that's he why looks he's... like the bad guy yeah I know that's, <laughs> that's what I was just saying <laughs> yeah, yeah right it does he yeah. does he does look like William yeah William Defoe yeah 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 pretty much I'm a much younger more handsome William Defoe but yeah. you know still a, a creepy William Defoe nonetheless yeah William Defoe yeah. can play the good guy yeah sometimes sometimes but he's definitely not gonna play the bat- the ladies man you know <laughs> even William Defoe plays the good guy he's got some kind of weird quirk about him I know right it's uh, like yes I also do cocaine or I <laughs> dress up in women's clothing or whatever else hey, hey hey that was one of the best roles he's ever played alright uh, what you talking about Boondock Saints yeah fuck yeah man oh uh, yeah that that is that you know that that's one of those cult classics man yeah except too bad Troy Duffy's a piece of shit yeah mm. Mm. Hey, you know have you ever seen that documentary oh my god yeah well, I man, forget what it's called sh- like it's uh, uh, I know the tagline is there's more than one way to shoot yourself <laughs> Yeah, it's like something like overnight. Or yeah, oh, it is overnight. Yeah, yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. All right. Yeah, Dan, that is yeah. 
Ooh, that's heartbreaking. You yeah, just man. Watch this guy have everything and then lose it. Yep, get taken <laughs> away. And he's like, "I blame Harvey." <laughs> oh, snuck back into the conversation. Uh, how did that happen? Uh, all right, okay, uh, Valerian. Valerian. All right. Well, it's, it's, before it's I get into, before I get into the film, tell me a little bit because you're really gonna know about uh, how he raised the money. Tell me a little bit about Luke Besson's quest to raising the money on this. And it is. Let's. We have to say it is just like Star Wars. It is an independent film. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, that's pretty much, you know, what he did. He just went around and got financing independently and pre-sold rights, so. Yeah, I mean, I, dude, I just want to, like, be Although a fly I saw, on the wall in those meetings with him. Yeah, I did see, like, some article where they're like, oh, yeah, Valerian can't lose money or something. I was like, wait a minute, what? No, that's not, that's not how accounting works, guys. <laughs> like, no, if you pay for something, some, so, no, if it doesn't make its money back, it, it can totally not be profitable. Yeah, I you know he's like I'm Luc Bisson making this film called Valerian. It's uh, it's about uh this uh kid that does this thing with the aliens. They're like, oh, Luc Bisson aliens. All right, great. It's like another Fifth Element. Oh yes, but we Star Wars uh theme. <laughs> well, I, I, okay, we're dancing <laughs> around planets. We're dancing around the plot here, but it, the plot is um the, the main plot is that Clive Owen um terminates and commits genocide to an entire planet. On accident, he's a commander, and well, like uh, it, it's it's. I don't think he does it on accident because they call it out. They call it out later, like you know, at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Where they're like, "Oh, you didn't, you didn't know, you didn't look at the scanners," and then like, "Oh yeah, says yeah. something like, or maybe worse yet, you did know." Yeah, I don't know, man. No, I, I don't know. I, I read it as like, dude was too busy fighting fucking battles to like see if this fucking planet has inhabitants on it. It's like they're savages. I don't give a shit. Just like you know. If we kill this fucking whatever it is we're fighting and it crashes on their planet and kills them all, that's on them, you know? They they have no culture, whatever. Look, there is a very environmental message to this film, you know? Because it starts out, uh, and world peace or whatever it is, because start that the whole film... Yeah, and like, yeah, like accepting other cultures. Yeah. And, yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah, like the whole film starts out and it's like the very space station, you know? Like we got, we got David Bowie and it's like ground control to Major Tom and it's like, you know, you're seeing... Don't, yeah, <laughs> right. Let's let, let's not butcher that guy's, you know. Let's, let's do it. Beautiful let's legacy, man. Bowie, let's man. not do that. Yeah. Uh, neither of us are singers, obviously. But yeah, no. Like you know, it starts out Everybody with that, and, and 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 all these, you know, all of a sudden you're just seeing, you know, like spaceship, basically like space station. I guess it gets more of the Earth's. You know, like you see India come on, you see China come on, then you see yeah, like you see all the countries, come Korea, on. yeah, and like African countries and stuff like that, and then all, all of a sudden, like we kind of, I guess, get introduced. It's a, it's a nice, beautiful looking montage, actually. Oh yeah, no, it's, and it's we start really like cool. you know, yeah, we get introduced to like this other world, um, you know, aliens and all that stuff. We make introductions. They start combining into the International Space Station and then its weight and population gets too heavy for the Earth's orbit so yeah, it poses a threat to <laughs> yeah, the yeah, Earth yeah. I loved that game. I know so it gets pushed out into the universe that was great. and I guess that's where you know like three four hundred years later they're out in the universe and that's where Clive Owen's character comes into play he's a commander for uh, the human section of this or the humanoid types of this yeah. um, multi-universe space station at this point and yeah, 
and he takes out this fucking planet that looks like, you know, Avatar, basically. I mean, I do have to say that that whole sequence is <laughs> beautiful as like fuck. Anything. Yeah, dude, come on. The, the, what's, what's the name of the planet again? Nilu? Moo. Moo? Moo, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think is, it's is Moo. It Moo or Nilu or something? I don't know. I can't. I, I, think, I think they call it Planet Moo in the movie. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like a cow. I mean, it, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And they got these, like, little converters. They're, like, basically little oh, reptiles. Yeah, dude, those things are awesome. And they poop pearls. But, like... Well, no, they, 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 any, they anything they eat, they'll they replicate. They replicate it. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Why do they call them converters? Because they're not because actually... They you're not converting anything. You're just replicating it. I know. I don't know. I know. I'm mean, French, man. You should fucking take it Why face Why did they call value. them replicators? I don't know. I, that would have made more sense. Well, maybe it's too close to replicants, and he didn't want people to get confused with, you know, Blade Runner 2049. I don't mm-hmm. know. Okay, touche. You know? So, that yeah, that whole planet, like, basically those pearls, like, give it energy and life. Uh, each pearl, like, can, has has more than, like, 10,000 times the power of whatever is generating the... Was, is it each pearl, or is it just... Because they pick out one. Because it's like, it's in this whole montage where they're setting the, yeah. the planet up, and they, they get, like, all these pearls from the ocean that they yeah. have. There's a king and a queen. Yeah. And a princess. I get, yeah. yeah. And it, so I guess the queen comes out, and she, I don't did she do something to the pearls? Yeah, yeah. So it's no, a little they, unclear. Yeah, they, they, yeah but, well, that's the environmental thing, is that we don't overtake, so that's why they have the duplicators. So she picks the best pearl. And she gives it to the duplicator so he can like take oh, it it's just and the basically, best one. yeah, and and then he duplicates it back into the ocean so they can give back to the planet so they're not sucking up the resources. Because see, that's one thing I was clear about. I mean, I've, I've seen yeah. this a couple times. No, no, like, they're, they're, all of them power. Yeah, no, everything. Yeah, they do actually. All, all, the, all the pa- all the pearls do everything. They power you, your body. Like you know, at the beginning, she the the princess, their daughter of the king and queen. Use it to wash her face, and it gives oh, you, like, dude, little yeah, sparkle cool. stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, visually speaking, I have to say, man, this fucking film, it is fantastic. Oh, okay. Well, it yeah. looks so good. That's totally what we're talking about. Like, you, you, need, you need to see this movie just for the visual. Yeah. Like, visually, it is else. fantastic. And, like, even even with the space set pieces, like, inside the spaceships, uh, the lighting, um, I mean, it is just really fucking good. It's really, really good. Yeah. Uh, and it looks great. I mean, it looks like... Dare I say, like a uh, like a Kurosawa film when he got into color, it's just colorful as fuck. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know I can totally see that. Yeah, it's just like a color orgy all over the yeah. screen, man. <laughs> and like the environments that they go through, just like, even when you're introduced uh, the city of a thousand planets, like you see so many different environments within there. They're like underwater. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because they were explaining the four sections there. There's the underwater people that like make the food for everything, whatever it is. And there's like the... Yeah, the human the bankers. side. The bankers With are robots. The robots. <laughs> yeah, man, they're like cutting those gold sheets out, and it's just like, what is? It? What are they doing? Yeah, what, they make data. Yeah, they make data too out of that. It's <laughs> weird. Yeah, uh, but no, I mean, like it. It is, dude. Like his thing is like that's what's really great about Luc Besson. I mean, he does build worlds. Like he does imagine and build a world. Right. Yeah. Yes. We we said this is based on a comic. We get that, but he wrote the script. And yes, there is some visual reference from the comic that he had to adhere to to keep the fan base. But still, this is very much a Luc Besson film. Well, it's, dude, it's not just like we've seen sci-fi worlds set up in a film before, but dude, I have never seen so many different environments and so many different creations and so many different aliens in one movie. I don't think in my life. Yeah. I mean, it, it just take the first three Star Wars and put them together in one movie. That's yeah. what Valerian is. Like, as far as we're talking about the amount of characters are in this film, the amount of different worlds. 
the different things that you the that, open that you were talking yeah. about with the the montage. Like think about how many aliens we saw just in that montage sequence. Yeah, he put in like fifteen or twenty. Yeah, yeah it was insane. And they all have to be designed and have to, yeah. like, you have to come up with, like, how they're going to functionally <laughs> yeah. move. And... My favorite one is, like, the one that is, like, the, it, it's kind of like a throwback to the fifth element, the the ring ones, but it's a fish inside it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking good. funny. I was like, yeah, you, you just were too lazy. You just took that from the fifth <laughs> element design. <laughs> man, no, I, I loved that. I thought that was a good one, man. Yeah. Uh, but you know, yeah, we should we should give the audience a quick plot line, really quick. Well, I mean, if there, dude, one exists. I mean, that's the plot line. I mean, Clive Owen he he murders that planet, and it's pretty much just Valerian and Loreline trying to figure out. Well, yeah, I mean, well, I, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, yeah, he does that, and and uh, the the princess before she dies, her spirit goes into Valerian. She gives him visions. She chooses him. That was a cool plot line. That yeah, but it was like it under, didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, well, no, but I mean, no, it kind of did because it brought him in touch with uh, the king and queen, her mom and dad, who were basically looked at as terrorists now, right? Because they were just trying to find the last duplicator there is in the world so they can restart their planet. That's, I guess, where the main conflict is, is Valerian finds that out. He tries to help them. Clive Owen, who's the commander of him and the commander of this big, you know, fleet or whatever it is, wants to stop him and stop the truth from coming out in a way. The way the story is told is, you know, is you see the space station made, the planet Moog get destroyed, and then you're on the first mission and with Valerian, with, yeah. With, yeah, Valerian and Loreline. Yeah. So, so I think when we got done watching it, you, you said it was like French Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a French Star Wars. I mean, like he's, you know, he's trying and to make him like, you know, uh, um, that's how the story is told. It's like a French film, you know. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You know, I just don't buy that. You know, the guy who's playing Valerian is a ladies' man, and he has uh, what is it? A wall of achievement that she told him he needs to delete. Oh, he has a playlist. A playlist, <laughs> like it's so basically, guys, it's it's this. It's like, <laughs> it's like, uh, so the the ship runs on, uh, I guess, artificial intelligence, intelligence, and their name is Alex or her name is Alex. I don't know why. Every fucking film. AI is either Alexa or Alex. It's like, what the fuck, man? You, you can, know, or Vicky. Start with an A. You know, or Vicky, or something like that. Like iRobot. iRobot wasn't, what's Vicky? Oh, it was Vicky. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, well, where's that reference from? Yeah. But you get what I'm saying? Like, she's like, what the fuck, man? Anyway, so yeah. So she's like, there's a scene she's walking, and, she, and he's like, I love you so much. You're my only girl, kind of thing. And like, dude, the dialogue for oh, that okay. is so bad. Luke Besson does not know, obviously, how to like. Pick up women. I don't know what the fuck it is. I don't know how it is. It's, it's all bad. It is just the dialogue there is so bad. But she's like, but wow. you have your playlist. You're a lady killer. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Lady killer. Like that guy does. Yes, he looks like he kills ladies. But he not does, like. Hey man, he doesn't look old enough to have that goddamn playlist, man. man it's I like, know, man. There's like all fucking the hundreds of girls. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, dude, what are you, you sleeping with like four girls of freaking day like come on man yeah man i don't know it just uh, it's just so weird man and 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 yeah doesn't look a day over 25 even if he went and man hoard and slept with <laughs> two a day that's still like 682 girls for that one year let's say right even if he was a space gigolo yes even if he was a space gigolo all right but like that list was like massive it was thousands and thousands just kept scrolling and scrolling and like, you know damn. what you know what makes it really bad is that we got uh guardians of the galaxy and then chris Pratt pretty much played the same character. Yeah, but much better. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, like, he's, you know, he's in the beginning of that movie, and I think he's got, like, some blue chick or yeah. some pink chick that he's hooked up with, some alien. Yeah. You know, and he's just like, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot you were here. 
you know, but yeah, he's I mean, a he, little bit of a space man. Horse. Yeah, but he plays it off really well. But yeah, like Dean DeHaan, man, I don't know, dude. I did not buy that. Um, he's got a baby face. I do like again. He's that, a really he, good actor, but he's not for this role, man. And like, like yeah. that love stuff when it's just like, no, I, I could be, I could be the man for you, and <laughs> just like the way, like Luke Besson, is that how you apologize after you fuck up? <laughs> It comes out of nowhere, and then, like in their next scene that yeah. they're in on the, they go on the, their first mission, and he just oh, asks yeah, yeah, out of nowhere, "Yeah, will yeah. you marry me?" Like, I guess, I guess he's thinking it's like high stakes. That's why he's asking her before he gets killed. I guess if anything happens to him, but then at the same time, you never felt like he felt he felt that he's in danger. His face is just like so. How can I put it? Um, yeah, his face is just so bland the entire time. Like, you know, the the whole fourth dimension thing, which is, by the way, that's the the whole... Um, oh, you're uh, talking about Big Market? The Big Market. That's the oh. best scene in the film, man. Yeah. That, that scene, mission. it yeah. is badass and awesome. But yeah, like, uh, we'll, I, I guess agree. we'll get talking about that here in a little bit. But he has to go into this fourth dimension, and he gets so close. Like, here's the thing. I never felt like he's in danger. Like, that's what, like, he, he did not play that off very well at all, man. I felt like he's he's okay. He's just... He seems a little too young to be in the action scenes. Is the you know that's yeah, yeah. the problem for me really? This should have been like a Chris Pratt or a Ryan Gosling film, not not a his film. Yeah, he just seems a little too young. For like the I'll role. even take the fucking guy from Kickass. He would have been good from it. I don't know his his name, but the guy who played Kickass. Oh, uh, oh yeah, that Aaron you know? Taylor Johnson. Yeah. Or even the fucking dude that played Baby Driver, like Baby. Oh, okay. He would have been yeah, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, any of those guys would have been better than Dean DeHaan. I, I, like, again, Dean DeHaan is fantastic. Oh, Eggsy from uh, Kingsman? Yes. Oh, yes, he would have been badass been in that, you know? Um, but again, I am a Dean DeHaan fan. I'm not saying that. He's just, this role was not written for him. He cannot pull off roles like that, at least right now. He can prove me wrong, but right now, he can't. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't. It was, this film was not a dark film. Like, look, this is a a French Star a Star Wars. It's a sci fi film. It's got these big set pieces. It is a Luc Besson movie, but it also got like this like zest of like I guess teenage romance kind of a movie plot line going there, and that's kind of where this guy's character should have been better for it. I don't know. It's just I don't know if it was a teenage romance. <laughs> It feels like the same, like, really bad love story that's also in The Fifth Element. Yeah. You know, it's like in The Fifth Element, that love story just kind of comes but out it's, of fucking But it's nowhere. believable because those actors look older and are older. Like, with these guys... Maybe you're, more you're, on the you're, surface, you're, but yeah, it's still written I bad. know, but you're trying to make me look like... I mean, you're trying to make me believe these two kids that look like they're 18 have had this much life experience. I just don't buy it. The big market sequence, yeah, God, let's to- totally makes up that. for it, man. Because I mean, that thing is so yeah. ingenious. Because when when you see it, it's it's literally just a bunch of walls and a desert. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a desert with like yeah, bunch of walls and there's these like uh, gates, I guess that you go through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then it, well, you have to put on these glasses because it's a fourth dimension. There's like uh, we actually discovered the fourth dimension, and you can't see and interact with it without Dude. those glasses, man. And it is so cool, man. And it's like the like when they put on the glasses, it like the whole desert landscape <laughs> yeah. just transforms into the city that go. It's like layers deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it is amazing. And then it's and like then a cut, sunken Blade Runner. And, yeah, and then they cut to the show. I mean, to the to the extreme wide shot of it, and it's just like people walking around the desert. 
desert. It's just fucking stupid because like humans can't interact in fourth dimension without those classes. With those without those glasses, <laughs> and it's funny too. Like their guide says, like make sure you follow the you, stick with the humans. Man, I I really liked it, and they they do a good job of cutting back and forth between like yeah our dimension and and the other one. Yeah, very much like uh, Manchurian Candidate, which you know like when they're getting brainwashed in that. Yeah, they take they totally take this back and forth, and they do good moments where like they have this box. So because Dana Han's character needs a gun. Yeah, he needs a gun because he needs to go get that replicator or whatever du- duplicator. Yeah. <laughs> It's the last one on the, the planet. It's That's, called the converter. Yeah, See, converter. There you go. Yeah, converter. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn French people. But, uh, but yeah, no, but I mean, he, puts he has his to hand get in that. the box. Yeah, that is awesome because his hand is in a different dimension, and the rest of him is back in this one. And the way they're interacting and the, just the comedy, like there's a police bulletin, and it's like if you see this, arrest it, and it's like a box with a hand holding a gun sticking out of it, you know. And it's just like it's it's a good visual gag. Yeah. No, it's the best scene in the whole film by yeah, far. Yeah, it is. It, the big market scene, it's just like, man, this is this is why I love Star Wars. Yeah. No, it, it is. It is great. And, yeah. I mean, like, the whole thing, too, like, there was a lot of, yeah, like you said, the comedy gag in there. That There was actually quite a bit of action uh, in that scene. It was actually really cool, like, to, to you know, like, see him trying to run away from the, like, like fourth dimension dogs. <laughs> Oh, yeah, those funny. little uh, lizard toad <laughs> yeah. things. Yeah. yeah, man, that was hilarious. You know, that looked good. That looked great. The the, the creature costume designs in that uh, were fantastic. The production design was, was great. The big bad guy, I guess, the Robert De Niro gangster character. Oh, John Goodman? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, dude. Uh, yeah, John Goodman, man. And that makeup it was just fucking awesome. Uh, and he's just, you know, he basically it's the, the king and queen from the destroyed planet are trying to get that duplicator or whatever the fuck it's called. The converter. Converter, there you go. <laughs> the converter, yeah, the damn thing, you know, because it is the last one on the planet, I mean, on, on in the universe, uh, so they can restart their um, their planet, and, and Valerian did not know that, obviously. He just knew there was a deal going down. He needs to go get that animal because the Alliance said that that's your mission. You need to get him for us, you know? I don't know, man. It was it was really interesting because that's when you kind of like go, okay, yeah, I guess now there's a plot line in the film because up until that fucking point, I had no idea what the fuck was going on in that film. I was just like, oh, yeah, great visuals. It looks awesome. Yeah, he's sleeping with that many chicks apparently. Good for you, pimp. Uh, you know, there was a shit ton of misogyny towards the fucking Kara. That's the uh, actress name. I can't remember her. Kara uh, yeah. Delevingne. That's her name. Yeah, man. It was just like, There's a lot of misogyny in this film, by the way. It's just weird. Well, yeah, it is, yeah. but well, this was a comic that was well. It's based off a comic that was written in the sixties. Yeah, um, yeah, but I mean, you know, uh, there's a little bit. Apparently, of that. in the um, in the comic in the original, she was blonde and she was really ditzy. Yeah, uh, so at least they did not do that. Well, she she gets better as the comic goes on. She gets smarter and smarter because uh, okay. she's like, um, I don't know, she's like some Earth cave woman or something like that. Yeah, when Valerian goes back in time and somehow she tags along and. She gets smarter as the comic goes on. She ah, well, good thing they did not explain that in the film because that would have been <laughs> another four hours because this film was long enough as is, man. It's like it, two hours it and is 17 long, minutes or something like that. It's fucking nuts. Like, so after the big market scene, Clive Owen, he his character gets kidnapped, and that's kind of sets the whole rest of the movie by the rebels from the from the destroyed planet yeah from the planet (laughs) and they come in with some awesome guns dude like when they kidnap him oh dude that was actually a really cool scene man the glue guns were awesome yeah whatever the the, when they slammed them yeah 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 but you know yeah it just like creates this bubble around you basically where you don't die but you can't move you can't do anything uh and it's like 
full of slime and it hardens around you, I guess. And they uh, had like some kind of force fields when they were shooting them, dude. That was yeah. fucking so sweet. That, that was that was actually a really cool, like visual element. You know, then that's that's really where the mission starts for Valerian is he has to go get him and that's when he finds out that he's been holding and torturing uh one of the you know, planet moves people like the king or whatever it is, and he frees him, and then he finds out what happened and what the duplicator, whatever the fuck, the, that damn <laughs> the converter, converter thing, the damn converter, the damn converter thing, you know, uh, <laughs> what what that's all for, and then you know why he had those dreams of the guy's daughter, and then they explain to him, it's like, well, I guess our daughter chose your spirit. I'm like, dude, that none of that fucking makes sense. But okay, sure, I'm, I'll buy that for a dollar because it looks good. <laughs> I do like the chase. Okay, like after Clive Owen gets taken, the chase scene where it's it's Valerian. He gets in this black spacesuit and his helmet comes down, and man, he just starts busting through walls. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the space station <laughs> as yeah. he's going. But dude, that that is really cool because like their guns. Like I, I guess they can shoot different things. They they didn't really explain the guns, but they have this force field thing they shoot. Yeah, and he like walks on those, and they can also like freeze people yeah. and like electrocute. All the guns were cool, man. Like even in the big market scene, they have those guns that shoot the little balls. Yeah, 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 the like, little dude, silver balls. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, the magnet stuff. Yeah, and yeah, they, like, that was awesome. Down. Yeah, it's like the fourth dimension police guys would would do that. But again, <laughs> notice. We're not really talking about story. We're not talking about character development. We're just talking about guns and the yeah. market and how cool the visuals are. <laughs> well, yeah, dude, even uh, John John Goodman's like dog, yeah, gangster character has a cool gun. He's like he hits a button and the barrel, the double barrel splits. Yeah, yeah, and aims at two people, and it's like, oh, that's cool, man. You know, it's like that's again, like there are, there's so much thought to put in this movie that this film could be a whole trilogy. Yeah, I mean that's again that's what makes it a Luc Besson film. It's it's about the gun fucking splitting in two more I mean, than dude, the character development, and that's know. okay. And that's like, okay. even in Fifth Element, like this puts Fifth Element to shame. Well, yeah, I mean, come on, he didn't have that much money with the Fifth and Element, the, and true. the technology was not there. It's just so much, man. Yeah, it's just like even when he's running, like uh, Valerian's like running after um, Clive Owen's character, and he, he's just busting through all these different environments, and you see all these different aliens and. How he's interacting, and he even goes in an underwater section, and man, it's, it's just cool. Yeah, no, I, I I love his like little like foot rocket thing in the underwater, it just like speeds him up. Yeah, that, that was pretty cool. cool. <laughs> and that that leads to probably like my second favorite section of the movie, where it's pretty much just Laureline. and Cara oh, yeah, Delavine yeah. really well, gets to just steal yeah, the movie because because the uh, Valerian gets knocked out and he gets taken. Yeah, as well. yeah. Well, yeah, you don't really yeah. know what happens to him. He's yeah. Like, Sky rocket thing. Yeah, he just fucking disappears for like 20 minutes. The best 20 minutes of the film after that market scene. And it yes, really is. Yeah. And and yes, she's fantastic. So yeah, she, she now goes on a mission to try to find him. And uh, oh, dude, the three penguins. Oh, those things are great, man. <laughs> the bat anteaters or whatever the fuck they are. What yeah. are those? I don't know what they are. I don't know, man. They're they cool look, aliens. Dude, I don't know. They looked a little creepy to me, though, because uh, they're like half naked. And uh, <laughs> they, they, so, yeah, the three really of them like mouth. hold. So basically, they're just like they try to sell information all the time to make money. Yeah, uh, and uh, and none of them hold information by with one person. It's three of them, and so all three hold it separately, so that way you know nothing can happen to them. That that was actually a pretty cool gimmick. That's right. Each one has a different piece of information. So yeah. if you kill one, you just shot a piece of info. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, man, th- those guys were pretty fucking cool. But and they were like the audience surrogate. Like that's the only like structure that he left in there. Like 
those guys explained what the planet was, what the pearl is, what the converter is. Hey, I finally got it right. Fucking converter. Uh, what the converter is. You know, they explained all that shit. Um, and, uh, you we know, wrote down cue cards here. Yeah, right. And then, uh, you know, those, those guys were like the funniest thing about the whole film. They were like, they were, they were like good. Bad Ape, except Bad Ape actually made me cry. Oh, man, dude. Bad Ape. I, I went to go see Justice League, and I've seen Thor Ragnarok. I'm pretty sure both those movies had a bigger budget than War of Planet of the Apes, and neither one of them have special effects that look anywhere near as good as that movie. Because, man, that team behind War of the Planet of the Apes, man. That whole, the whole Planet of the Apes series, the team behind that is just, like, fantastic. You can't, you can't buy those guys. I wonder who the team is behind this for Valerian, actually, because this Holy is visually fuck. amazing, too, uh, man. So, ILM, Weta... <laughs> right, uh, and then they had uh, like two or three more other companies that I'm not really. No, should with. they have both ILM and what on this? Yeah, man, it looks fucking fantastic. Yeah, uh, it, does. it just looks so good. It is. It is a look. Yes, there is a lot I mean, of ripping bright. off. You know, he ripped off a lot from uh, Avatar in a lot of those sequences. Come on. You know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. the whole environmental message too. But you know, he's like, "Ooh, I, I am French. I'm gonna double it up too and uh, do the immigration message." Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I thought that was good. No, I liked it. I'm just saying he, he did. I mean, you know, like, come on, everyone, like, Planet Moo could have been in the Avatar universe, and you would not have told a difference. It, it totally could. Yeah. You, you can totally convince somebody like that. This is you're actually watching Avatar two here. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely convince someone. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I you just I cut out all the Valerian stuff, you know. <laughs> just keep, and you just keep like, the planet. You're like, oh, look. man, that was a fantastic one hour film. I didn't feel that. That was great. You're like, yes, that was the best part of the whole fucking movie. Pandora, they are, they, they sure got obsessed with pearls. In yeah, the, <laughs> for the last ten years, uh, which is going to be about how long it's going to be before we get a damn sequel for this. I don't uh, know, man. No, we're never going to get a sequel for this. Uh, why not? I was talking about for Avatar. What? Wait, why, why don't you think Valerian's gonna have never going to have a sequel? Yeah, it didn't make enough money, man. How much did it make worldwide? Two hundred and twenty-five million, man, on a budget of almost uh, almost two hundred million. Some oh, reports shit, of yeah. two hundred million. Oh, that's not even marketing, and yeah, I mean, yeah, the dude. distributors made all that money basically. Yeah, even 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 with Blu-ray DVD sales. All your other sources of revenue are not going to cover this sucker. Man, so this was uh, definitely a flop for him, huh? Yeah, a little bit. Man, that kind of sucks because, uh, man, Luke Besson, that's, that's one of my favorite directors, man. He's had oh, enough hits under his belt, and the kind of movies that he makes, I think he's going to always probably get funding. You know, He's not like David Cronenberg or Martin Scorsese where, you know, even though they have the acclaim... Like I mean, like, dude, David Cronenberg's having trouble getting budgets now, and it's like, what, David yeah. Cronenberg? Yeah, man, he doesn't make a lot of people a lot of money, so yeah, that's what he's happens. Not, he's not Spielberg, bro. Yeah, I mean, but I think I think Luke Besson definitely appeals to that, you know, that action crowd. Yeah, I, you know, and and he is well established for that, and you know, I'm I'm sh- like as an investor, I'm like, you know, yeah, fuck, dude, your movies that you've written, produced, and directed have grossed like billions of dollars i'll take a gamble on you on two or three films i mean i mean why wouldn't you i mean again like lucy made like so much money that made over 400 million and you see that was a great fucking film because it was much shorter and like i mean like i just don't understand why this film was so long i see i don't i i I thought valerian was better than lucy 
Like a oh, lot vi- better. Vi- visually, yes, it is. Story wise, no. Lucy's fucking much better. No, I no even story wise. Oh, whatever, man. No, 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 let's, no, let's, no, let's agree no. to disagree on that. And the casting was so much better in Lucy. No, I'll agree so with that. Much, I'll so agree with much that. better. Agree, well, I agree with that because it's more on the nose. But I mean, outside of Dane DeHaan, like there's as soon as. Cara Delevingne saves Dane DeHaan she gets taken out of the movie and then Valerian's gotta go rescue her and that's dude, see I, that I, side of Ethan Hawke this is my least favorite scene in the entire movie dude I know I, I actually I forgot about Ethan Hawke till we just brought him up because like that, what a waste of talent that was in this film I, I don't know I liked him as the pimp I liked him as the uh, the space station pimp yeah I don't know man that whole like singing thing is just so weird he just know, he, he played it to a different I mean it's really different you know what I mean he's it's, not <laughs> he's not playing it like I don't know. Ethan Hawke is a pimp. Like I would just assume that he would go with like some kind of New York, you know, like Boston tough, accent. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah, or, yeah. yeah, or Boston. Yeah, you know, go with some kind of like tough thing. And no, he's got like some high pitch, kind of whispery voice in this. And it's kind of comical. Uh, yeah, man. I don't know. Just the whole the whole fucking Ethan Hawke thing being a pimp is hilarious. And then fucking Rihanna. Oh, dude, I loved her dance, man. Yeah, no, her dance was sexy as hell. I didn't like the African uh, shakedown part. Yeah, I, I don't know why she... Fit. No, it, it didn't. Because all the rest is like... like actually, I'm going to be honest with you. Like it slutty did, It did come off a little stuff. like fucking racist, you know? I thought of it like... I don't think it came racist. I thought of it. I just didn't think it fit. Like, okay, so she's like a nurse. She's like, yeah. a, like a real skin-tight nurse outfit and like uh, a cat outfit and... All these provocative yeah. stripper, you know, stripper gram outfits. A- African queen really doesn't fit that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I guess maybe they're too afraid that if they did have her as an African stripper or something, I guess they'll be like, "That's racist," and they're like, "Oh, we'll just make her an African queen." But it's just still <laughs> not came out right. I don't know. Like that whole that whole scene was a little weird to me, but it was a sexy ass scene with her in it, man. And I like when Ethan Hawke takes uh takes Dean Hunt's gun, and he's got that little. He's got that rope he puts it on. Oh, all, yeah, yeah. All the yeah. guns go up to the top. Yeah, yep. Yeah. The top of the roof, man. Yeah, you know? that's pretty cool, dude. <laughs> this pimp over here don't play. It's <laughs> feeding the king with the, all the slug aliens. I didn't care much for that scene, man. Yeah, Why they needed uh, Bubble or Rihanna's character, I didn't care much for that. Yeah, I guess it was just to put Rihanna in the film. I mean, I think she's a fine actress. <laughs> no, no, she is. She is. She's just she, Yeah, this, this character is just like... I don't know. It was too forced. You know, but I mean, again, I get it. You know, he needed to raise all this money. He's like, oh, shit, look, I got Rihanna. Hey, Rihanna. You know, <laughs> that must have been like a four-day shoot, you know, for her. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. That that dance sequence looked like that That took a while. Yeah, she could have been training for a couple weeks. I don't know. Yeah, I, And after that, the the movie just kind of wraps up um, in, a, in a third act where Valerian and Loreline find the pearls. And that—that's what they call the aliens from the planet Moo. Yeah, yeah, the, they, yeah. The the population—they're called pearls. Yeah, yeah. And then they, you know, they help them go back. You know, like reestablish their society. They help them fight off Clive Owen character, get them to safety. You know, get them the converter. Their planet blew up thirty years ago, and in thirty years, they have they've stowed away. And made it to the city of a thousand planets, and have built some kind of crazy. 
Oh, machine, machine to get them yeah, back yeah. to their planet. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, because okay, yeah. So and the, and the uh, machine is not explained at all. It's cool. No, no, it is explained. It is explained. Actually, it is exp- so, so. Okay, so this is it explained. It, yeah. So in the beginning of the film, when we're like starting out, and it's Avatar Part Two, <laughs> and this like peaceful society of like you know very spiritually advanced humanoids but not very technologically advanced people hey, hook my ponytail into the tree brother. yeah exactly yeah <laughs> and uh you know they have the pearls that like power the planet and power them and all that stuff it's their food it's their water the planet and okay, so how does your planet get coming let, let me get there right right so so this this big you know the 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 shit starts hitting the sky right they're they're it's coming into the atmosphere, like all these different ships and stuff like that are falling in there. Yeah, yeah. All the right? wreckage yeah, and from up above. The wreckage from up above from the battle between Clive Owen and the other aliens. And then this big one that Clive Owen takes out actually falls onto the planet. And basically, it's the equivalent of, you know, like the, you know, the asteroid that killed all the fucking dinosaurs on our planet, right? So in the process, when that's happening, the king and queen... Uh, went first into a uh, a space station that fell down, right? With like a group of 40, 50 people. They went to discover what's going on. Yeah, they, they fell. Uh, yeah. yeah, and, and, and then the when wreckage. that big thing, when the big wreckage came down, what you know, because they locked the hatch and their daughter was outside and, you know, she got annihilated. That's how her spirit hit Valerian, you know? Yeah. All right. So they're stuck in there now and they were so resourceful that they actually studied what that is because it had plans in there and no, et cetera, no, no, et cetera. I, I, I get that. Yeah. And, yeah. and then they just re like reverse engineered and got it to work while they're in it. Yeah. And then they took that. That's now their space station. They got picked up by like some junkyard guy. Yeah. Right. Uh, they got sold for scrap and they, they left their scrap heap and or whatever they were flying through space on. And they go and hide out in the middle, the very center of the city of a thousand planets, right? Yeah, and that's that's why like Clive Owen was having that meeting because the the center of the the city of a thousand planets yeah. is starting to die, and it has like nuclear issues. Well, no, no, that's just a that's just what Clive Owen was using. As oh a yeah, cover as, up. A, as a cover up. Yeah, but but how did how did they get their planet back? Are they opening a the, rift through time? No, man. I mean, the or pla- are the, they materializing the, their planet? The planet is still kind of there. They they materialize it with the with the with the pearls, with the actual pearls that the duplicator or sorry the converter poops out. I don't know. It's just very confusing. I dude, I know. There's just no. I don't because I don't. like it, dude, it's so confusing because there's this weird shot where, like, you actually see the hangar that they're in. Yeah, the human like, hangar from like it planet Earth. Right? Yeah, yeah, and then there's like this little hatchway that is two. The city of a thousand planets, but then at the, then at the end of the movie, their spaceship leaves. Leaves, yeah. I, I, dude, I don't know. Yeah, you got me confused now. Yeah, so, I, so I, thought, like, I thought I had an answer to it. I don't have like, an answer. It's so, to it. it's so bizarre. Like, yeah. I don't. But it, it, it's one of those things. It's so visually fucking awesome. It is. It's gorgeous. Like, I don't understand it all, but man, I fucking love it. I, I, I want to know more, and I, I, I want to understand it. But man, it's, it, it is so fucking cool. Like just to see their whole planet materialize in this yeah. like fucking metal, you know, hangar. It's just yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a cool shot. It's a Michael Bay shot. It's Michael Bay Dolly, Michael <laughs> Dolly shot when they do it. But yeah, it, it is cool. It is. It is. And then you know, finally Valerian and and Loreline, You know, they they you know she finally says you know maybe we'll get together and be husband and wife. Yeah. Uh, and then the film ends. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't mind them like ending on the kiss and stuff. Yeah, you know. Hey, wait, what what happened with Clive Owen's character? I can't remember the resolution on him. Oh, he's just left dangling on like some. Yeah, you see, there's that's what I mean. Like they they just leave him dangling. Look, Basan is such a big director. How does he leave big moments like no, that? No, the, the commander weird, does man. say like yeah, we're gonna arrest him. Yeah, so you know he's gonna get like his comeuppance, but. I don't know. He I, didn't commit genocide. Like what he, did he, he did. That? He did. He wiped out an entire indigenous population. <laughs> you know, he's a fucking dick. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like mass, like, the whole species. Yeah, planeta- yeah, planetary genocide. Is that a thing? Yeah. I don't know. I, well, it, it, it is, is a now. thing in that universe, yeah. But, dude, I mean, a lot of people hated this movie, man. But I, I don't know, dude. I really, oh my God. really, really can, enjoyed can, it. Can we, can we do a mean tweet segment with this? I, I can do my Will Arnett voice. I, and I'm going to just tell the people the hash. All right. Well, well, you bring that up. I will say I think there are a lot of problems with this film. And, yes, there are a lot of problems with the script. And the story is confusingly told. And it's muddled. And there's a lot of subplots and just little sub things that just do not need to be here. I, and I kind of get it. But, man, it is such an astounding, like, visual movie this is why I go to the movie theater, you know? Like, I want to be visually spectacly wowed. Dane DeHaan is miscast, but, man, I think this movie is a lot of fun. And It is. It is a lot of fun. Okay, like, look. This, I, think it's, I think it's spectacular. It I is really a spectacular do. film. It, does, it, is, it is a fucking fun ride. I mean, visually, it is spectacular, especially if you're tripping acid or something. This film is... <laughs> For you, buddy, like this film is fucking amazing. I don't think you have to be on acid, acid to enjoy right? this movie. No, no, but on, yeah, I, I like look the fantasy of living in a different world, you know, outside of like Star Wars and the Marvels or whatever, like something unique, something semi-original, uh, with a French European take on it is awesome. Okay, I loved all that stuff, and yes, I agree with you. There was some, but it, I mean, like it would not be it would not be a European film if it did not have like plot line holes <laughs> like you know to be honest it would not be a Luc Besson film if it did not have kind of a semi kind of convoluted uh, subplots you know I don't know did the professional have any have any convoluted subplots or plot yeah holes? man yeah I mean you know what you know some of the subplot was like loneliness um uh not having kids uh you know but I mean but the subplots by- not worked in I mean do the subplots feel like they stick out to you though um, I don't. I don't feel like they do. No, no, they didn't. I mean, like, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, yes, they, yeah. You're the right. The element no, they do, I would say, but they, in the professional, they, they don't. Yeah, yeah, they stick out in Valerian quite a bit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, nonetheless, I think you should watch it. Yes, it is fucking long. Yes, Nina Hans' character is miscast, but it is a fun movie to watch, man. It is a popcorn flick, and you need you need popcorn flicks to enjoy life every now and then. And this is a great one. Do, do you think you think it's so long? It, it's a, it's a bad thing. Does the runtime wear on you? This one, it does. Like, look, really? I was fine with Blade Runner 2049. That was, what, a fucking two-hour and 40-minute film? Yeah, yeah. And it, I was happy with that. Uh, this one, man, I, I, you know, I don't know, dude. I would rather watch, like, Ryan Gosling's Simon for five minutes than watch fucking Dean DeHaan trying to run awkwardly through the desert. <laughs> I don't know, dude. To me, this was, like, this was fun, Blade Runner, you know? Like, I, I go to Blade Runner to like for thinking and i want to go to valerian for like the opposite of that yeah like this was released uh i think it was released on the same weekend that dunkirk was released because the reason we didn't review this was because we reviewed dunkirk Dunkirk, yeah (laughs) but man dude i i think i'm gonna watch this more than dunkirk man okay well dunkirk does a good job i'll probably watch it more than blade runner too (laughs) 
PTSD, man. Like, like, okay, yeah. Like this, okay, you have kids, and, you know, kids will clobber this up, too. Like, this is a good, fun family movie, you know? It is, definitely. Um, Dude, we were watching it, and, like, all three of my my kids came downstairs, and were like, oh, you're right, you're watching Valerian? Valerian? We're going to watch that with you. Daddy, we love the scene. This is one of our best scenes. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, Brian has three little critics in in the making here in this house. You, you know, know, hey, you, you got to start them off young, man. Yeah, right. right. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, overall, um, if you have two hours and 20 minutes, you should definitely watch it. It's not as bad as people make it out to be. However, I do have to say some of the fucking Twitter shit out there is fucking hilarious about it. Uh, it, it, it was not critically received. It was not well received by the audiences either. Uh, but, you know, it's not too bad. I think just the time for it. Maybe it's a little too ahead of t- its time. Fifth Element was a little ahead of its time, too. I don't know. Maybe it's too late for his time. Or maybe you know it's I mean? too late. Yeah, maybe, you know? maybe if it came before Avatar, this would have been a huge hit. Yeah, dude, I think if this movie was made like 20 years ago, it would have been stellar. You know what I mean? Like if, it, if this come even, out even like 10 in, years in, ago in Fifth Element time. Yeah, no, even 10 years ago. I think even like 2007, this would have really? been. Really? Yeah. Okay, I think hmm. about it. We didn't have much. I mean, 2007 was more like very grounded, realistic films that were like kind of gaining ground. I don't know when Iron Man come out. They come out in two thousand. That came out in two thousand eight. Two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! We haven't even been in ten years of Marvel Cinematic Universe yet. No, man. But they just keep pumping that like shit out. I cannot. I cannot watch anymore, man. I I, like I, been, I, I'm, I boycotted oh, I all those films, man. I cannot. I'm just. I'm done with it, dude. I do. I got three little boys, and my middle one is superhero obsessed. So. Oh, I no no. I get that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Enjoy it. That's why I don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we've been talking about this Twitter stuff. Uh, what what do you, what do you, what do you, what you got here on Twitter for what? us? I'm gonna do my best uh, Will Arnett voice. Are you gonna do your your Will Arnett Batman voice, or is it gonna be like Bo Bo, Bo Jackman, Bo Jack Horseman? Who's this from? This is from Sippin' Norchada. Valerian makes Star Wars look like shit. So fucking amazing. Hashtag Valerian. Well, that's a little rough. Uh, what Star Wars are you talking about there? Prequels? I'll agree with you. I know, right? Yeah, it definitely makes the prequels look like shit. Uh, Although, did you notice those underwater monsters looked exactly, exactly. like those monsters in episode one? It, they fucking did, man. This was, there, was, there was a lot of, like, it went from... It went from like homage to a little ripoff, you know. Uh, let's see. This this is from at Miss J Slay. Damn, that's actually pretty cool. Uh, hashtag Dean DeHaan sounds like Keanu Reeves. Valerian is too confusing <laughs> for my brain. <laughs> that was actually a really good one. This lady fucking cracked me up. All right, um, I, I think that's the best one so far. Um, yes, Keanu, he does sound a little bit like a like like an aughts version of Keanu Reeves. All right, this is from Nikki at Fluffy Store. This is actually the best one in my opinion. Watched hashtag Valerian and the some convoluted title last night. Good special effects, awesome sparkly main aliens, cute pearl poos. But lackluster storyline, predictable characters, and a smidge too long. Hmm. It's going to be a no for me. Thumbs down. <laughs> I disagree with the, the link. Um, I don't know, man. I disagree with the characters, too. This is from RSA Garcia. 
when the WOC of consequences in the entire film dies in the arms of the guy that caused her death, but first transforms to a Nubian queen, forgives him and leaves him her kingdom. What the fuck? I realize Valerian problems are a lot worse than the nauseating 80s level misogyny. <laughs> that is so accurate, actually, of what this film is like. I don't. I don't know. Is it like? Is, do you? I. I don't know. I feel like Cara Delevingne like calls calls Dane DeHaan on his shit enough for it not to feel feel eighties. I feel like this was, this was set in the eighties. Like she would not. She wouldn't say anything. You know. She would just let it go and yeah. kind of like walk out of the room. But I think she goes out of her, her way. Didn't she even like? punch him a couple times and hit him yeah he's yeah, being a pig yeah she calls she calls him out on his shit yeah i mean but still you know there's a little misogyny because you know i mean it's a little misogyny but at the same time they do go out of their way to show that she's a capable character so i can I, see that too. i don't know you know it, it's like source material set in this in the 60s and 70s updated for now i don't know it, lesser of two evils i don't know i don't know i i i feel like it's a, a decent halfway point yeah, I mean, look, yeah, I I can't keep looking at the past with that stuff. Like to me, it was a, it is what it is. It was a good, decent, like, vis- uh, spectacular visual film, decent direction, okay acting, and it was a thrill ride. And you know, you just a visual thrill ride. Like that's what fucking makes Luc Besson so weird, man. Because you can like hate his film but love his style so much. <laughs> You know, and like just adore yes. it, you know, and that's that's basically how I feel about Valerian right now. Um, will I watch it again? Yeah, definitely. Uh, will I watch it again while I'm sober? No, I'd have to be like really drunk. And I'm like, just, what? Really? Yeah. Uh, I, I I think we're going to wrap this up now. <laughs> yeah, let's wrap it up. It's getting too awkward territory. And we'll is... that voice. All right, guys, so that's going to do it for us tonight. If you guys want to get in touch with us, our email address is themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's themoviecrew, and crew is spelled C-R-E-W-E at gmail.com. If you guys want to get in touch with us on Facebook and Twitter, at moviecrewpod, and we would surely appreciate a five-star or any star review on iTunes, Stitcher, and Overcast. Helps people find out about the show. We surely appreciate that. Wahid, where can people follow you, sir? Any social media at WA Films. All right, guys. And like always, we're going to close out the show with a little bit of the soundtrack. Uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to do something a little different here. We're going to do a little bit of Andre Desplat's score from the film. But please start it out with... Come on, you know what I'm gonna say. Uh, we'll, 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 come on, dude. We played the David Bowie song in the beginning, man. We don't. We yeah, don't, but we you don't didn't play all of David it, man. Bowie. Man, you just gotta you gotta you gotta play Space Odyssey again, and then go to Alexander Desplat, who is, by the way, a fantastic human being. Uh, Alexander Desplat did the score for Godzilla, so of yeah. course, yeah. <laughs> no, but like personally. <laughs> Godzilla he's like Godzilla is what gives him his like normal moral human props he did but Godzilla he did Godzilla so of course he's awesome and he's still alive that means Godzilla liked him enough that means he's awesome alright guys so we're gonna gonna close out with Andre Desplat's Flight Above the Big Market and David Bowie's Space Oddity enjoy
Ground control to Major Tom Ground control to Major Tom Take your protein pills and put your helmet on Ground control to Major Tom Sing countdown engines on Three, two, check ignition one, and may God's love be with you.